What is up, everybody? This is your boy, Starkin Gaming. Welcome to another edition of Starkin Gaming Presents. On this week's episode, we will be covering basically the life and death of Jamal Thomas. It's a very hard subject, but it's a subject that we needed to do. Um, for my followers who don't know, Jamal Thomas passed away November 21st of 2023. He was not only my biggest supporter, but he was also one of my best friends. So it was a little bit hard and trying on me. And... It was really hard to do this podcast, so I really hope you guys enjoy. It's not exactly one of the more up-to-beat podcasts that you know I would like to do, but it's one of the ones that had to be done. Um, we will be covering more sports. In fact, at the end of this podcast, I am going to do a little sports broadcast, I guess you could say, a little, a little predictions, if you will. I mean, I have to. I was kind of, at the end of my podcast, after I ended my podcast, I should say, I kind of started talking sports with my followers and it was an amazing time um uh just listen to the end of the podcast you guys also there will be a code word and if you use the code word you will actually be entered into a very special giveaway which you could win v bucks or even a cash app dono all right guys here it goes i'm sorry it's gonna be really emotional all right chat i love y'all all right, here we are. Starking Gaming presents, and we have a special edition. This is in honor of Jamal Thomas. We are going to do a podcast to honor him. Um, those who do know, they know that Jamal and I have been friends for, we were friends for over 30 plus years. I uh, grew up in the same town, kind of got distant there for a while, as most relationships do. Um, especially when kids and all that are involved and things happen. And now here we are. Uh, Jamal was one of the most unique characters out there. He was kind of like me. Um, he'd like to talk shit and have fun at, all at the same time. Uh, very unique character though. Uh, I can remember some of the messages that we would have and he talked so much trash. He was just a lovely trash talker though. He was that troll that you wanted to have somebody like a star King gaming. If you guys know, um, uh, we have a lot of memories that we're going to share. A lot of things are going to be said. Marsha's here, star queen, and we're going to be having a little bit of fun. It's going to be a little short podcast. It's not going to be long. Um, I'll start it off with letting everybody know his, his background. I loved when he came into my stream, said Nambo. Yeah, he was, how do I word it? Um, he was one of those unique characters that you love to have, but you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. And that's probably why me and him got along so well. Like if I showed you all some of the messages that we had, some of the shit he would say is just off the wall. And that was Jamal. But to go back further back, Jamal was actually born August 1st, 1986. 
He was actually born here in California, in Vallejo, California, to be exact. The Valley Joe, as they call it. His father was a boxer who was a part of the Marines. And his mother was a a veterinarian assistant. A veterinarian assistant. But she went to school to become a veterinarian, but just never wanted to do all the stuff that a veterinarian has to deal, deal with. And so he had a pretty nice upbringing. He was actually pretty wealthy. King Uno's in the building. Um, he had a, a little difference with him because Jamal was always tall. And not just a little bit. I mean, when he passed away, he was listed at 6'7", 384 pounds. So he's always been a big boy. And he's always been a big boy. Like, he was always the tall kid. He always stood out. So he never could get away with anything, really, in, in school. I met him when I was probably about four or five years old. First grade, air, air, you know, time frame. Um he actually went to the same elementary school. Yeah, he was tall. And first thing about him is he was kind of like that shy kid. He's six foot seven. That's what that's what he was listed when he passed away. That's what the doctors say. He was six seven. Um, he always told me he was six nine, but I mean. Maybe that depended on what 7-Eleven he was at that day, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, he was a very tall kid, so he stood out. And I remember him as a kid. He was always, like, at recess. He didn't like to play. He was not very athletic, even though he was a big guy. And then he started to realize that, hey, I could play basketball and not have to have friends. And he got into basketball. He loved playing basketball. What's up, Tata 49er? How you doing? Um, he got really into sports at a very young age, about eight, nine years old. He started really getting into basketball, football because he was tall. So he stood out. He was, it was an easy target for us when we played football, we could just throw the ball up and he most likely would catch it. Um, he was, you know, a very, very tall kid. I got to high school. He, he stopped playing because he actually messed up his leg playing football and was never really the same after that. So that kind of blew his football and basketball career. But he did actually join the Air Force. And when he joined the Air Force, he got to actually go to a few places. He went to Germany. Uh, I believe they said he was in Guam for a short little while. I believe that was the name of the country he went to. I, I could be wrong. I should have wrote this down. Um, and then he ended up in Florida. And that's where he met what would become his wife, Marie. And I always thought it was Maria, but it's Marie. And her actual first name is uh, Constantine and or something like that. Constantina or something like that. I can't pronounce it. But she always went by Marie because that's her middle name. And that's all I ever knew her as. She was actually fairly tall. She was six foot three. And she got bullied a lot as a kid and they kind of had a lot of similarities. They were both kind of goofy personalities. And ironically, she was a gamer of the two. She was really into Pokemon. Um, 
mainly like the the handheld games, but Jamal was always into Call of Duty, and he loved Fallout. Like that was his two favorite games. So I obviously played a lot of Fallout for him. Uh, Jamal was how do I put it in a nice way? Jamal during high school was I don't want to say a wild child. He wasn't bad. Um, he ditched a lot of school because he just didn't like going to school, which, you know, who doesn't? Um, he started messing up a lot, and that's why he ended up going to the Air Force. Luckily, luckily he did pass high school. Um, while he was in the Air Force, he went to college, um, got into bioengineering somehow, and then took a job at Chevron out here. I got a job out here near where I live in Benicia or Martinez, one of the two. I don't know exactly where it's located. I think it's technically Benicia. Um, he worked there for a number of years. Me and him lost contact uh, after high school, which happens a lot. Swag Chuck is in the building. Um, it happens a lot when you, you know, obviously a lot of people know, like when you go from high school, especially back then, like this is in the mid 2000s. There wasn't no Facebook. There wasn't MySpace, I don't think. There was. It wasn't really as big as it became. There was no smartphones when I was in high school. So, you know, we lost contact for a number of years. Um, I hadn't spoke to him uh, probably since like 2003, four time frame. And one day out of the blue, I'm working at the grocery store that I work at. I see this six foot, whatever he was, seven or nine, whatever he, he is guy come in and he comes up to me and say you gonna eat your cornbread and it was like as if you know time stood still from high school to then Jamal was one of those guys that I have a few friends Marsha can contest to this um, one is named Mario who I can literally not talk to him for like three or four years and we could just pick up and it's like as if we've been talking every day since you know um King Uno is another one. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I want to go that long. It's just, you know, I could go that long. And Marsha knows about 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 Mario for sure because she sees the way we are. Um, scary being with you, too. What's that? I said sometimes scary being with you and Mario. <laughs> yeah, because, like, we could read each other's minds. And Jamal was the same way. Like, me and Jamal could, like, literally pick up on the same conversation that we had when we were teenagers. And... Jamal, I had made a comment to him. I had just started streaming, by the way. Like, I hadn't been doing it very long. Like, maybe at most a year. At most. I don't even think it was that long. And I, I told him about it. I was like, yeah, I do this thing on Facebook, man. I play, like, retro games. I do this. I do that. And he goes, okay. Well, he goes, I'll create a Facebook, and then I'll follow you. He goes, you know, I gave him my number. So, you know, he could, you know. I texted him. He he wasn't very tech savvy, I guess you could say. Um, in fact, I had to show him how to buy stars and how to become a supporter when I got the supporter badge and how to become a, a sub on Twitch and all that. I actually basically set up his Twitch account just so he could follow me. Um, uh, and then, obviously, you know, kind of you guys got to see what I saw with Jamal. Um, there's a lot of stories that I have. 
<laughs> some I definitely should not say on on air or even on a podcast. <laughs> um, but Jamal was one of those guys that he would give you the shirt off of his back. He was not one that would, you know, he would not turn his back on anybody. Even if he didn't like you, he still would give you the shirt off his back. That's who Jamal was. Jamal was that guy that, you know, if you were struggling and he could help, he was going to be there. But he was also one of those ones that if you're not helping yourself, he's not going to help you. Um, He refused to help people that would not help themselves. He would not send money to people that were just basically begging. Um, He was pretty against that, actually. Um, The stories that I have that I will tell, some of them are, are a little dirty. Um, and then there's some stories that I'm going to tell about him that not very many people know. Um, there was a time and frame in which me and Marsha really needed money, um, like desperately. And I went to him and he's like, just tell me how much you need and I'll send it. You know, it was quite a bit of money. I think it was like three, $400. And he sent it. Didn't even question. It just goes, I got you, you know, just, you know, just pay me back when you can, whatever. And that was who Jamal was. Like, I could probably went to him and say, hey, man, I need a new car. Or we need a new car. And he probably would have bought us a car just knowing him. I'm not saying he would have, but I think he would have for me. Um, there's one story that I want to tell prior to me and Marsha years ago. I ran into him in San Francisco. I was shit, 22, maybe younger, might have been 20. And they had a club in San Francisco. I really can't remember the name of it. Um, it was actually a gay club. I went with a buddy of mine. And and I know it sounds weird, but we were actually just at a regular club. And then he goes, well, we went to your club. It's my turn. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we go to this gay club. Jamal sees me going in there. And... He comes in there. He goes, I always knew you were gay. Always. Every time I talked to you, I knew you were gay. And kind of became like a joke between us how he caught me going into that club. Although me, him, and that my friend, his name is AJ, we had so much fun. That was like the most fun I ever had at any club. I had so many guys hitting on me. I was like, shoot. <laughs> I felt like a high-class whore. <laughs> Renee, thank you for your reaction. Mandy, thank you for your reaction. Goldie gone, thank you for your reaction. That was a little older story of Jamal. Um, my earliest memory of Jamal, and this is a true story. I had a teacher, first grade. Her name is Miss Kerner. And Jamal had fell asleep in class. And like I said, he mentioned he's a big boy. He's always been a big boy. He was actually heavier in elementary school and kind of grew into his weight a little bit. Anyway, he fell asleep in his chair, and back then those desks were kind of old and not sturdy, and he fell over, and all the contents out of his desk fell over. It was like the funniest thing I ever remember as a kid, like in school, like ever happening was that, because it, it was just the way it happened. It was like during a power outage, I think, of all things, and or something happened. Maybe it's a thunderstorm, and all of a sudden he falls over, and everybody just freaked out because they thought it was dead or something. It was pretty funny. And he woke up, he's like, madder than hell. <laughs> you know, it was a pretty good experience there. But Jamal is somebody I miss every day. 
Um, to be honest, the reason why I haven't streamed on Twitch is because of Jamal. Um, I knew this was going to be hard on me. Jamal f- pushed me to stream. Honestly, like he, I I thought about giving up at one at one point. You know, numbers weren't doing well, financially we weren't doing well. He's like, well, what do I gotta do? Tell me what I gotta do. We'll figure this out together. And you know, I I took a break and I was like, let me just get my mindset together. Um, and he kept messaging me every day. Hey man, when are you going live? When are you going live? You know, I would like to see some fallout at some point, whatever. And he he would message me literally every day. Just like, hey man, you going live? When are you going live? When are you going live? You know, all the all the time. It was just Jamal being Jamal. And then I started going live on Twitch and he didn't have a Twitch and he goes, you know, you kind of fucked me over because I don't have Twitch. I don't know nothing about it. So I set up his account and told him how to log in and all you had to do, I said, you know, just come to my work and I'll even log you in on your app. I can, I can do this. Hey, Black Owl, thank you for your reaction and your share. I hope all is well with you. I hope you're recovering well. Hopefully you're home actually by now. I don't know. I don't know how that surgery works, but I hope you're home by now. But Jamal was like really adamant about me streaming on Twitch. And then I got this extension. It was a dragon extension. In fact, I could even show you it is still on here. Is that guy right there? You guys can see the dragon. Um, I had to take it off because I did noticed it and every stream and I'm just like yeah I don't need it anymore um I've been home hey that's great glad you're not in pain I really am glad anyway him Mandy Nico would always fight over who's gonna be the one to breed the dragon because you can only breed the dragon once you can only breed it once and they would always fight over it and it became like a whole contest with them over fighting over the goddamn dragon. And so that is why I have not been live on Twitch because I just, I can't do it just yet. Um, they, it's, it's just, I tried it and I just, I've just pushed myself to streaming and it, I, I was not happy. I didn't enjoy streaming. I have honestly thought about quitting streaming at that point because I just was not enjoying it. And that's why I went back to Facebook and Facebook is actually where I got my start for a lot of people who follow me recently on Facebook. Facebook was always home. And so that's why I came back. Um, it was really hard, really hard. Um, it still is hard. You know, I don't. Knowing I won't see some kind of sexual comment coming through my stream whenever I do something stupid or say something stupid on stream. Um, knowing he won't ever send 69 bits or stars, you know, like being Jamal. I mean, I kind of do the same thing myself, but that's just who I am. It, it's still really hard knowing he's not going to be there to, you know, send stars at all or be so. Well, he's still technically a supporter. I don't know how that's working. 
We need a Star King, Six Nine Gang. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Zach, how you doing? Hope all's well with you. I hope you're feeling better. Um, Jamal was that guy I could call literally twenty four seven, and he would answer. Um, and one particular moment, me and Mandy were playing. Jamal had a date the day before. Went out with the girl that about a year after his wife passed away. It was like really his first date, and uh, I uh, I made a comment joking with Mandy, and I said something about I wonder if he got his PP wet, you know, joking. It's just a joke, and then I said, you know, what? I'm gonna call him, and so I called him, woke him up, and I go, hey man, did you get your PP wet? And he goes, you fucking kidding me? You calling me? Just ask me if I got my PP wet, and I said, yeah, why not? I mean, I don't want to call you just to say good morning. <laughs> you know, I hung up the phone. Mandy and I think I think we were both live playing Fortnite, and he goes into her stream and he goes, "This guy really called me and asked me if I got my PP wet." And then Mandy goes, "Well, <laughs> waiting for an answer." <laughs> oh man, I, that's one of my all-time favorite memories. That and him and me talking in like everybody's stream. It was like I'll never forget the one time with Martini. And he just started talking hella crap about me. And then Martini's like, what the hell is going on in my chat? It turned into like Jerry Springer all of a sudden, you know. And Martini was live on Facebook at the time. And he just started bringing up like old names, old girlfriends. And just trying to just start shit with me and just having a little fun. And that was just who Jamal was. He just liked to just have fun and make sure that everybody was laughing. You know, he wouldn't go too far with me like he he's gotten pretty far with other people but with me he was always like he he, he would get to the line but he wouldn't cross the line <coughs> and you know he would go into like savage chloe's stream and just instantly just start talking shit to her um just that's just who he was he was in uh, pretty much everybody that i follow he followed um, because it was a way for me and him to interact without actually texting each other because, you know, you get bored after just, Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, why not just go into a stream and just start talking shit, you know? And that's just, that's just who he was. He was that guy that, you know, I could talk with. Um, another story was he, uh, he met this girl, uh, like she actually flew in ironically from Florida from actually you know like Tampa Bay Florida to Sacramento California well she called I guess the wrong number and he uh she said that her her flight was landing at this time and you know that try to be there at this time so just in case her flight's early you know they left this long voicemail on his answer machine and he he uh he goes he he messaged me, he goes, What should I do? And I said, uh, nothing. That's not your problem. He goes, She's waiting for somebody to be there. This could be like the hottest girl ever. I was like, it also could be the ugliest girl ever. You don't know. Like it might be a ninety three year old woman you wouldn't even know. Like he goes, Nah, cause she said mom and dad or whatever. I think I was actually aunt or uncle or something like that. He goes, She can't be that old. It's like, hey, you never know, man. Some aunts are actually younger than their nieces, all right? I'm just throwing that out there. There's some instances in some states, I'm sure. And 
he goes, I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to, I'm going to go out there. So he went out there and then met this girl and she ironically thought it was like the cutest thing ever. Like some kind of Hallmark movie, you know, type deal, which is kind of funny, you know, cause it's Jamal. And then, you know, it just, it just, they kind of start dating and it just didn't work out because she had to go back out to Florida. So that kind of broke his heart. <clears throat> he then took a job in Houston, in the Houston area. Um, and uh, this is where it's going to get hard. He actually, right around the time my grandma passed away, moved out to Houston. And then not too long after he started working, I guess he, he hurt his back really bad. And oh, he went to hospital, had surgery on his back uh, some time ago. Um, this was back in September. And then all of a sudden he started having pain and he did, he told me it was his back. And then I have just recently found out that he actually was having heart problems and I guess while he was at the hospital, he found out that he was having heart failure, uh, congestive heart failure. And it was so bad that there was nothing they could do but make him comfortable. And I remember about a week before our wedding, we got married in November. I told him, I said, you know, you know, I know you wanted to try to come out. You know, is there any option for you to come out? And he said, I'm, I'm sorry, brother. I'm not going to be able to make it, man. Um, you know, I'm, 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 my back's really messed up, you know, and I just, there's no way I can get on a plane and fly out there. And we got to talking and then, uh, obviously we got married. November 19th of 2023 that night I sent him pictures and it's the first time he ever actually seen me dressed up um, he was he was actually very different than normal normally he, he'll say something you know stupid joking hey D how's it going man thank you for your reaction and he said and I quote you look really good in, a, in an outfit like that. He goes, I'm glad you dressed up nice, man. And Marsha looks really beautiful. And I was just like, what the hell? I didn't think anything of it at first. You know, it was just, you know, Jamal's Jamal. And I messaged him that next day. I didn't get a response. Um, I just figured maybe he just was in a lot of pain, whatever. And then... November 21st, around, I want to say it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, my time. It's like 2.40 something. I get a phone call from his sister. I don't know how she got my number. I'm guessing he gave it to her because he knew something was going to happen. I don't know the full story of that. But I have this app on my phone that it blocks all, you know, un unlisted numbers on my phone. Like, if you're not, if I don't have your number in my phone, it's going to block your call. Well, she left me a voicemail. Like I said, it's 2.41 in the morning. I think it was the actual time. And uh, it was 2.41. I'm almost 100% sure it was the exact time. And she said, hey, James, this is this is Monique. Um, 
Jamal has supposedly passed away. I'm trying to get a hold of you. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what What are you saying? Like, I know his sister, Monique. I knew of her. I didn't really know her as well as I knew his younger sister, which her name is Monica. Um, but Mo, I didn't really know. She's older. She's the oldest of the three. Um, well, oldest of the four. I'm sorry. Uh, the Jamal has a brother, uh, a young, young brother uh, that I've actually never met him. But I knew his younger sister really well because she's only like a year younger than me. But Jamal's older sister was probably like five or six years older, so I didn't really know her that well. Um, but she left a voicemail, and I'm like, okay, let me let me call call her back. Let's see. <coughs> so I, I called her back. Um, and uh, I said, what what do you what do you mean? What's going on? She said. All I know is the doctor said that Jamal had a massive heart attack and that he he might be gone. That's what they are telling me. And I said, what do you mean he might be gone? Like, how is somebody possibly gone? Like, what do you mean he had a heart attack? Like, he just he just had back surgery. He's you know, ain't no wrong with his heart. And then she said, she said, well, there's something wrong. I'm going to go fly out there. Um she took a flight from wherever she was at to Houston, um, got there about seven o'clock my time. And she called me at seven thirty, and confirmed that it was his body. And he had, he had passed away that morning around one fifty their time, which is around uh, one, one, one thirty their time, which is, you know, it was, or I think she said one thirty their time. I can't oh my time, I mean. So I found out an hour after. I'm sorry, I said their time, my time. I'm sorry. My time, one thirty in the morning. He passed away. And uh he had knew that something was wrong, but didn't want us to know. In particular, he didn't want certain people to know because he didn't he was worried about what I might say or might think. Um, knowing me, he probably would have thought I would try to fly out there, you know, to be there with him, you know, as a friend should be. Um, I also understand why he didn't want me there. Cause you know, I have a, a two year old daughter was getting married. I honestly think he fought to see me get married. I think that's what happened. And I had mentioned his wife passed away. He had been really heartbroken by that. And I think that basically he died from a broken heart. Doesn't make it easy. Does not make it easy on me. But at least I know he's with his wife now. And it's it's been really hard to, to grind on Facebook, to grind on Twitch. Um, I stopped Twitch entirely. Like I have literally, I had no intentions of ever streaming again, ever. I never had any intentions of streaming again after he passed away. Um, I don't know what made me start doing it. Um, I mean, it's a way to interact with you guys. I love the interaction. I love when I post a picture on Facebook, you know, and Chicken Wings comes on there and starts commenting and trolling me. I love that more than anything because Chicken Wings reminds me so much of 
Uh, Jamal, it's ridiculous how uncanny their their the resemblance is. Like nobody's ever gonna fill that void ever. But Namo is close to it. Namo's very close to it. And Chicken Wing, I think both of them can kind of fill it. But Jamal, I guess, knew he was gonna pass away soon. At around a certain time frame, I should say. Um about about a week before our wedding he had wrote up a letter to a few select people um his sister had no idea who these people were one of them was mandy one of them he she thought was a guy named savage come to find out it's obviously not a guy savage is definitely well i don't know it's 2024 now you can be whatever you are savage i'm not gonna judge I, I will, but <laughs> um, but she had no idea that you know Savage was a girl, and then you know me, and he he says some things that you know kind of hit the spot, and uh, all right, hold on. Doesn't help. I have a fucking cold, or I'm getting over a cold. I should say. Let's go to Jamal. This is the exact message that he wrote out for me. Dear Star King, you a bitch. Love Jamal. That was it. That was the message I got. You know that. <laughs> that was the first message. All right, that was. Um, this is what he actually wrote. Though he said, "Dear Star King, hopefully, I will make it. If not, I wasn't gonna tell you this because, well, you're my brother. I love you, man. I keep being you. Never give up on your dreams and keep going." You are an amazing person and even a better content creator. Keep making Mandy happy. She's a good girl. And one day you can have two wives. Obviously, he's kidding, folks. He always joked about that. If I don't make it, you know you made a major impact on me. You made a major impact on me, and I'm forever grateful. I love you, bro. Thank you for being who you are. And remember this. Even though I'm dead, I'm watching you, and I'm rooting for you. Much love. Jamal Hung Low. Thomas, P.S. You a bitch. <laughs> Even in death, that guy was an asshole. And I love him. I miss him. Miss him dearly. There's not very many people that are like him. Not very many people at all that impacted my life the way he did. My my stepdad comes to mind. Um, 
my stepdad worked two jobs and then collected cans to take care of my mom. Jamal was kind of the same kind of guy. Losing him, I lost a big part of my heart. And, uh, you know, a very good friend. And, you know, I have a lot of great friends. I have a lot of people messaging me. Um, One of them, Zach Roundtree, who was in here. I don't know if he's still in here. Um, Actually, he was messaging me almost every single day. And, you know, there was a few other people that, you know, would hit me up. You know, Mandy, obviously. I talked to her quite often as we actually game together, you know, quite often. Um, and, you know, obviously having a kid, holidays came up. He passed away, what, the week of Thanksgiving? The Tuesday before Thanksgiving? Yeah, because yeah, we got married the Sunday before. Yeah, we got married that Sunday before. So he passed away the Tuesday. So the holidays kind of, I was able to go see my cousins, you know, knowing that he had passed away. I went to go see my cousin. Thank you, Kai, for your reaction. I just saw that. Thank you, Kai. I hope you're doing well. I haven't seen you forever, man. I love you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Um, I appreciate all the kind words in the stream right now. Um, he was... He he passed away the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, so we had the holidays. He was still on my mind. It was hard. Uh... We had obviously Christmas too, and I lost my grandma in July, so I didn't have my grandma for Christmas, which was hard. And I lost Jamal, who was like I said, like one of those guys that always made sure he was in every single one of my streams. It was a, it was definitely hard, definitely a big hit losing him and. I honestly was thinking about giving up on streaming. I thought about it, thought about just, you know, I don't, you know, not that I wanted to give up on it. It was more so I wasn't 100% sure if I would be ready ever mentally. You know, you lose a major piece to your puzzle that you have. And when you stream, you're like, there's every streamer has that one person that they look forward to seeing in their streams. And not not for monetary reasons. I know Jamal was a major supporter of mine, but for the comments. And I know for some people like Mandy, that's me. I know for her, like she always loves seeing me in her streams. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Anthony Guerrero, thank you for your reaction as well. Um, you know. I, I know every streamer has that one person that they really look forward to seeing. And, you know, for me, it's like pretty much everybody. Like Courtney, a.k.a. Black Owl, Jason, who's an amazing person. I love him like a brother. D Miles, Pick City, um, Tata 49 er if he's still in here. King Uno, if he's still in here. Um, Nambo. Like, I love seeing everybody in my streams. But there's always that one person that you get a little giggly when they're in your streams and you get a little warm feeling inside. And that's what Jamal was for me. Like, it was like your secret girlfriend is in your stream. And I, you know, Marshall kind of questions my sexuality. 
uh, a lot, especially with the way I talk with some of the guys at work. Um, you know, mainly Michael. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but Jamal, there was no difference with him either. Like it, there was no filter with us. Um, Jason said, "What's goody, my brother in chat?" Jason's a frost. <laughs> Section eight, damn. Section eight is another one I love seeing him on streams too. Of course. Um, recently there's been some newer people that have been coming in. Uh, Christopher Riz- uh, uh, Rizzo. He, I, I love when he comes in the stream because the first thing he says is, I love your streams, love your content, or some of that lines. Be Ryder, there's another great great person that helps a lot of content creators. Um, but like I said, every streamer has that one person, and you, they can't tell me they don't. Every streamer has that one person that they get a little more juice for. You all right over there? Yeah. Okay. A lot of noise in my ear. Sure. Um, there's, you know, I mean, I have a lot of them. Like Section Eight, I and Nambo. Once he's in the streams, I know it's gonna pop off. You know, because he likes to talk. When Chicken Wing and Nambo are in the stream, it's <laughs> it's all all hands on deck on that one because you never know what's gonna be said. But there's a select few people that you really get giddy about, and Jamal was that guy for every streamer that he followed. They knew it was about to go down if he was in there because they know that I was going to be right behind them or I was already in there. And they knew something was going to be said. Usually sexual. Usually something stupid. Um, you know, and that's just who Jamal was. Um, Savage, you know, I know she misses him. That was definitely hard on her. Mandy, I know it was hard on her. They were pretty close. Um, another content creator, her name is Crid. She, uh, she definitely was upset by it. Um, you know, Martini was pretty upset. He was actually kind of almost, I could tell, wanted to, you know, say a few choice words to me. Not bad, obviously. You know, there's a lot of people that were impacted by, by his passing, he said, "Big Flicker gonna be okay." Yeah, she's got you to fuck around with now. The joke with uh, Jamal was with Private Porkchop. We used to always say that Jamal was gonna take one for the team and uh, take care of Savage. That was always a joke that we had, and I'll never forget the one time. <laughs> oh man, Jamal, he was a, he was in love with this content creator. Her name's Chopsticks, and she lives in Australia. And uh, <clears throat> this is the funniest shit ever. He said, and I quote, he goes, I'm going to fly you out with me. You can hang out with Mandy, and I'm going to go see I'm gonna go see Chopsticks in the UK. He's, I'm going to fly you out to the UK with me. You can hang out with Mandy, whatever, like or whoever. He, she even, he even made a comment about hanging out with Nico and all that. He goes, well, I want to be with Chopsticks. I said, okay, that, that'll work, but... You ain't going to see chopsticks out there. And then like a month later, he messaged, well, not, not even that long. It was probably like a week later. He messaged me. He goes, how come you didn't tell me chopsticks lives in the Australia and not the UK? I was like, I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought you knew. My bad. Savage said that. I that always made me giggle though. Oh, with Jamal. 
<laughs> we all taking one for the team. Damn, Section 8. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a team taking one, right? I guess you could say for Savage, I guess you could say that. Yeah, he was a, he was definitely a character. Let's <laughs> take the box cutter out. Damn. Damn, Section. Damn. Okay, Section. Okay, man, you're uh, you're on it today, Section Eight. I'm gonna read a message that Jamal said though. Uh, um, he messaged me one day, and he said, "You're a bitch." He got, and I replied, "I think I'm gonna regret this, but I'm, I think I'm gonna regret asking this, but why?" He goes, "Why ain't you live? I'm dying, and you won't even go live." You a bitch. Obviously, he, uh, a rusty one. Of, God damn, Section 8. Okay. Section 8 brought his A game. I told him, I was like, I could go live, but I'm not sure. You know, honestly, I didn't know how bad it was. I kind of regret it now. Um. Oh yeah, that this is the this is the Jamal. This is Jamal. <laughs> oh man. I'd eat chopsticks pussy like you would eat any girl pussy. This is a July 17th at 12:33 in the morning. Randomly just messaged me and I say I said, um, good morning to you too. <laughs> With a laughing face. I didn't know what else to say. I was just like, okay, okay I guess that's how we're going to start our conversation. Uh, and he goes, bro, she is fucking hot, man. You need her as a wife. And I think he was referring to himself. I I don't know. He, Jamal was a character. It was just funny. Jamal, some of the shit that he would come off with. I'm trying to find some of the other messages that he had. Some of the stuff that we talk about. Oh, my God. He just cracks me up. This guy is something else. Some of the shit. I cannot repeat none of this shit on, on air. I am sorry, you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Wow. This chat just popped off. Section 8 comes in. All of a sudden, everybody starts talking like Jamal. Oh, this is... uh. He goes, hey, yo, big deck. And I go, what's up, bitch? He goes, yo, random question. I was like, this should be good. What's up? He goes, what made Mandy start streaming? He goes, I said, to be honest, I don't know why. What's up? He says, I figured you talked to her. 
And as she told you why, she's good when she ain't muted. Uh, and I, I said, she's better than Savage for sure. <laughs> she's doing some Starking number like numbers, that's for sure. He's all, yeah, she's doing better than you, just saying. And I, I accidentally hit the thumbs up, and I said, sorry, I didn't mean to push the thumbs up. She is, especially at the game play. She's really good. And he goes, oh, good. I thought I pissed you off. You're good. She's better. She's going to be the next chopsticks, but but you're kind of chopsticks. I was like, what do you mean my chops chopsticks? He goes, you know what I mean. And you know I have a crush on chopsticks. She's my girl. So I, I don't know. Jamal was something. He is uh, some of this shit. He's... Uh, I think I think one day we pissed off uh, small peepee. Here we go. He goes, how to make it gay, huh? LMAO, no, I get it. I'm just trolling you. I know you're pretty close to the UK people, Nico, Epic, and all of them. But honestly, I think Epic thinks that I'm gay. Like To be honest, he probably thinks I am too. I was like, how's that new girlfriend of yours? And he goes, she's okay. It's Oh, this is when he started kind of talking about things. Um, he says, I don't know. It's hard when your wife dies and you want to move on. I don't know. I can't explain it. He said, yeah, it's like replacing someone you know. I don't know. It's hard, but I got to go. I got to drive home. Me and him, we talked on a regular. He was a good guy. I uh, I definitely miss him. You know, he's a unique cat, if you will. This chat has fucking popped off. You guys are wild. That's all I got to say. And I was worried about me. I should have been worried about y'all. <laughs> y'all going to hell. I'm going with you. I'll be driving the bus. I saw I saw D. I was just... I just hadn't read it yet. Somebody else messaged me too. Uh, I didn't read it. Somebody texted me, I should say. Actually, Section A is going to be driving the bus. He's older than all of us, so... He'll be waiting for us at the gates of hell. <laughs> Plus, he's a Packers fan, so, you know, he ain't going to live long. He ain't going to live that long. He ain't going to outlive me. I'm a lion. <laughs> for some people, I miss him. Fly high, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people miss him. Um, today, earlier, uh, I was in a small PP's chat, and... I, I made a comment, and then instantly he thought of Jamal. I, it was just something I said, and he goes, you know, I miss that fucking guy. He goes, I really do. He goes, he's it, it's different without him here. And, it, you know, it just, he said, me and Jesus are Gucci. You mean Jesus, the guy that does the yard work around here? Is that what you mean, Jesus? Section you know damn well you're going to hell with me. <laughs> Jason got a laugh out of that. Oh shit. Okay, Marsha, you got anything you want to add? No. I didn't honestly I didn't really talk to him like you guys like you did. Or anyone else. Yeah, he uh he was kind of a shy guy anyway. I don't know if, even know if he ever added you on Facebook. Mm mm. I think it's because he didn't know he didn't know you like he didn't talk to you because you know I think if you would have streamed 
I think he would have talked to you more. I think he was in one of your streams, though. I think so, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get to know him. Yeah. I don't really know any of the streamers, honestly. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a lot of them I know through my streams. He says I don't have a yard, so I mean, you have a yard. It's called a bush. <laughs> Corky goes, here we go. I miss him. He touched so many people with the trolling. His la and laughs will always hold a place in my heart. Rest easy, Jamal. Gonna miss you loads. P.S. I'm still a twat. Yeah, you will always be a twat. You know, no bush. <laughs> He's a no bush. You know damn well that Jesus trims your hedges every fucking day for you. Don't lie to us. Probably pay him. Go to the. You go all the way down to that Home Depot to get Jesus to do your yard work. I, I know you, Section Eight. I know you. You may not think I know you, but I know you. <coughs> I know how you fudge Packers work. I mean, you Packer fans work. Tommy has an imaginary yard. What do they call that thing? The Zen Garden? Tommy C's got a Zen Garden. That's what he's got. <laughs> Chloe's crotch God. <laughs> God damn. Poor Savage. Even when Jamal's not here, everybody steps all, steps all over her. I love it. Y'all make it so much easier to do these things. Y'all make it way more easier. I thought this was going to be a lot harder on me. She doesn't know what to say, so she just says, ha-ha. You know, I think Mandy kind of hit the nail on the head that he definitely did. He definitely will be missed. He definitely did a lot for our communities. Um, he's going to fly high. He's with his wife. I don't know what to say, says Savage. Yeah. He's, he's in a better place. Um, as negative, as positive as you want to look at it. Um, rather you believe in God, rather you don't. He believed in God. He was, I wouldn't say he was extremely religious, but he did believe that there was a God. <laughs> Better get a notebook. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Section A is going to start, start off. <laughs> uh, I'm built different. Hey, Section 8, you are built different. I, I'll give you that. You are built different. I don't know. Uh, something about you. You're one of the few fudge packers that's actually okay. I mean, one of the Packer fans. I'm sorry. One of the Packer fans is actually okay. <coughs> There's a few of them out there I like. All right. I'll be honest. Section Eight's one of them. Jamal, actually, another thing I need to touch on was actually major, 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 major help to these podcasts. Call me him. If I'm him. Hey, man, I'm him Kardashian. All right. I am him Kardashian. I did a DNA test and I found out I'm 100% Himalayan. All right. All right. Section eight. You ain't got nothing on me, bro. You ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> But Jamal actually was a major part, a major big part to these podcasts because I started doing sports po uh, podcasting. And this is a true story. 
He said, what if you covered like some of these famous athletes that, you know, had trouble with the law or whatever it may be. And I say, what do, what do you mean? Like, give me an example. He goes, guys like Lawrence Phillips, who had troubles with law. Fred Lane, who got killed by his ex-girlfriend. He goes, you cover their life, their career, and then what happened to them in death. And that was actually all all Jamal's idea. Um, and I loved doing those podcasts. And those podcasts, like, let me grab my phone. Because I can tell you the exact numbers. Those podcasts is what started getting me the views or the listens. Um, let's see here. Where is your podcast? Right here. So the first podcast I ever did covering any sports was called Star King Gaming Presents. And I covered the life of Freddie Lane Jr., Chris Henry, and Junior Seau. And that particular podcast got me 1,425 listens. The previous podcast with the most listens. Oh, hey, baby. The previous podcast with the most listens was actually Duke Gaming with 196 listens. So prior to that, that was the first podcast that actually had over 150 listens. And not only did it have over 100, it had over 1,400 listens. So there is that. And then I did Star King Gaming Presents number two, which was The Life and Death of Daryl Kyle, Roberto Clemente, and Jose Fernandez, which actually that one took off. Like the first two days, it had over 1,000 listens, and now it's at 4,020 listens. So Dookie rigged that shit. Hey, Dookie was fucking classic. I, I could re-listen to that and laugh every single time. And then I did Starking Gaming Presents number three, which was the life and death of former NFL players Lawrence Phillips, Aaron Hernandez, Derek Thomas, and also the life and career of Henry Ruggs III. Um, that was number three. That one had 3,542 listens. And then I started doing, like, I did two update podcasts. One was just a short update which was 2,166 listens, and then another update, which was a little bit longer. Um, that one actually lasted about almost 30 minutes. Um, it was just letting everybody know what's going on. Um, and that one actually had 2,119 listens, and then I did Star King Gaming Presents Star Queen, which actually ironically has over 3,000 listens at 3,053. Um, I think... I'm going to try to get one more podcast in before Marsha has surgery, which is going to be covering a good friend of mine who used to be a content creator. Um, he lost his son last year. He's agreed to be on the podcast. So I am actually going to get him on the podcast. Um, as of right now, podcast has a total of 18,000 listens total. Like, and that is just outrageous. Like, cause before we weren't even like, we barely had over a thousand Section 8, your podcast is actually really good, too. I That one was kind of low-key underrated. Um, I bet but, you a lot of people don't know that Maddie used to listen to all the podcasts after yeah. she was born. Yeah, Maddie like every actually. Every day, she listened to, like, the first, what, 20-ish? Yeah, she'd go to sleep podcasts. listening to them. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it only counts as one listen because it's on one device. No, I know. I'm just. Um, we actually covered a former NFL player, Stephen Baker. Um, the TD maker. So we actually had a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. 
I told you section eight the other day, like, like what, two, three weeks ago, I think I messaged you hella randomly. And I said, I just listened to our podcast, man. I, I love, I love that podcast. It was a really good podcast. The one with Duke was probably my favorite as far as the content creators go. But ironically, my favorite is Stephen Baker. Um, not just because, you know, he's a real NFL player. No, it was just, I love Stephen Baker, period. He's like one of the greatest people I've, I, you know, I've ever, you know, I've ever seen on streams or anything. <clears throat> I didn't know Maddie listened. Yeah, that was, she was only, it was before she's like a year old even. She was listening to it to go to sleep so she could hear my, she could hear daddy's voice while she was sleeping and I was it working. Was like the first maybe three, maybe six months that she yeah. listened to it. Yeah, Stephen Baker was actually my favorite interview. Um, and I, I'm being honest, like he, you know, even though he's a giant, he was my favorite See, that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I get a lot of compliments because of the podcast now, too, though. Jamal really loved them. He said it was actually good for him and allowed him to go to sleep. <clears throat> Goddamn. Got it out, though. But, yeah, Jamal told me one day, he said, uh, I think I was streaming, and he said, you need to keep up those podcasts. He goes, they're perfect, man. I can fall asleep listening to them. They're, they're interesting, but they're not like he has to, you know, listen the TD Maker is a legend. Yes, he is. I actually have a card that I need to send to him to have signed. I haven't done that yet. I'm so bad about that. I need to message him and see if I can get the card signed. But I actually have the TD Maker. Let's see here. I don't see it here. I have his card, though. It's pretty cool. Let's see here. I don't know if the camera can see it. Jason, let's see here. Let me make sure that you guys actually see it. Uh, it you guys ain't going to be able to see it. You know, I got an idea. Trick or treat? Hold on, chat. I might be able to figure this out. How do we do this again? Hi, baby. Might be able to do this. Let's see here. Click. Swipe down. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Oh, you know what? I know why this ain't working. Chat, we're having a moment here. Give me a second. Oops, wrong one. 
<laughs> there we go. There you go, Maddie. Get it. Here we go. And there it is. Stephen Baker's card right there, y'all. His actual football card. Kind of legendary, huh? And I've had this so long. I've had this card probably about, i say about 15 years. So, I mean, there was that. Um, like I said, I, I had a lot of respect for some of the people that we interviewed. Um, you know, Giants is still garbage. Hey, you can't call him guard. Is it a rookie? No. Um, that was his third year. That was a year before the Super Bowl. Hey, Jaws, thank you for your reaction too, by the way. I just saw that Mr. Jaws. Um, you know, that was actually my personal favorite. My top three podcasts that I can listen to at all times is number one is ironically the Stephen Baker one. I love that. And that's where Jamal, I think, got the idea for me to start doing sports. Um, Tommy, see, I thought you were a Bears fan. Wow. Steelers Nation. Ugh. There's some people with some really bad taste in this stream right now. What's going on with you guys? It's all about the Lions. Find a rookie card, bro. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to have a rookie card of his. I'm sure you can find it online. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least the Giants have good colors, okay? Yeah. Green and yellow is ugly as shit. All right. Let's just. I can tolerate the Giants because I like their colors. Um,. Uh, number two is Duke. Like that podcast, you guys really want to listen to a podcast that just like never stays straight. Like just, oh my God, there's so many laughs in that podcast. <laughs> Steelers. And then number three, actually, it was the one, the most recent one, which was with Star Queen. I actually liked that one. That one was really nice. Don't do that very Chica voice. <laughs> oh, shoot. I thought the other one would be uh, the one with Fear Steven in it. Fear Steven was great, but that's, I don't know. It's in my top five for sure. Fear Steven is amazing. I love him. He's such a great content creator. Uh, D2M obviously was kind of a hits the feels because he was the first one to do it. Um, it, was supposed, it was supposed to be Tatted 49er. He backed out because he actually was going through some stuff at the time. Uh and then I think Black Ice X was number two. And then Duke, I think, was number three. And then I think Section 8 was right after. Because I started listening to all the podcasts again just recently just to kind of get a listen to them. But I think Section 8 was like the first five. Yeah, well, technically, number one was an introduction. Number two was D2M. Uh, three, Black Ice X. Number four was Duke. Number five, Section 8. Then we did the Queens one that had Queen Uno at the time, Star Queen. It was actually Marsha's birthday. Uh, Jay's House and Gaming Grunt was all one. 
Esco. That one was interesting. I I will say that Gopher beer was another one I really love. Uh, I think because of what happened after the podcast with Gopher beer, I need your podcast stuff so I can listen, bro. Oh, it's super easy. Do you have Spotify, Courtney? Because I'll show you right now. Let me let me close all this. It is right here. This is what it looks like. Right here. Star King Gaming presents. It's just like that. Just like that. Actually, the CLE Gaming one was really good too. That was really good. That one was really solid. That was another top top five contender. Yes, close that. This is what it looks like. It has this logo. You just type in Star King Gaming presents. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. Um, yeah, no, Section Eight Years for sure was definitely top five because I think I think number reason number one that it was a top five was because of who it was, and also the fact that me, you, and King Udo, we all just clicked so well, so it made the podcast that much better. Um. And that's nothing against some of these others, like Black Eyes X, David. I loved his podcast; it was really good. Uh, the uh, the ones that we did with the Queens was really good. We did NFL predictions; that was okay. And then, like I said, Stephen Baker. I I don't I don't know what made it so like amazing to me. I think it was because the work that went behind the scenes, the stuff that I did. Because I went through, I called his high schools, I called colleges, I got every stat I could on him. So I did a lot of work to get that podcast to look good and sound good. And then it was actually really well listened to, has actually 143 listens, which is the second most out of the the pre-Star King Gaming Presents. Uh, Then there's Jay, Jay Frank was a good one. Jay Frank was actually a really good podcast. Then I mentioned your boy CLE. And then after that is when King Uno and I started to do the wrestling podcast. And then Nambo was involved. And then we did the intro to the Attitude Era. era Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. The creation of the NWO. Then I did an update. And then we did the 1998 King of the Ring. Uh, we covered Hunter Hearst Helmsley, a.k.a. Triple H. The Click. The Click with the Q. Then, then I did an update, and then we did the factions, and that was technically the last Kingdom Talks with King's podcast. Oh, I'm going to be covering wrestling again. You enjoy doing it. I, I'm glad it's six minutes because it was a lot of fun. I'm going to actually be doing more wrestling ones here pretty soon. I'm going to cover the life and death of Bray Wyatt. Um. I'm also going to cover Owen Hart uh, this year. I'm going to do it this year. Um, Owen Hart passed away in May. Uh, it's almost been 25 years or something like that. Um, his birthday is also in May. So this year in May, I'm going to cover the life and death of Owen Hart. Uh, Bray White is going to be another one I'm going to cover. And then I started doing the Starkin Gaming Presents. And then that's when the podcast took off. And well, I used to have a co-host, King Uno. And I wouldn't even say co-host. Me and him were just a host. Like, it was a duo thing. And me and him both love wrestling. We both love interviewing, podcast, uh, doing the podcast, interviewing the content creators. Like I mentioned, Section 8, Black Ice X, 
It's about that time. Yeah. It's getting close to it. I already did a lot of research. Like I could show you guys like uh, another one I'm going to do is NFL bust. And I already started off with, uh, with some of the bust, um, you know, top, my top 10 NFL busts, NFL draft day bust. Let me rephrase that. Um, and it, it's going to be different, different things I'm going to cover. I'm going to start getting back into the sports. Um, Marsha was actually unsure if she'd ever be on a podcast again. Um, and then the last podcast I did actually featured her. And then now she's on this one, which she was just there more for, I guess you could say moral support, you know, cause she didn't really know Jamal. Like a lot of us did to be fair. Jamal worked the same hours I do. And he, even when he wasn't like, he was kind of sheltered. He was very quiet. So I, he wouldn't really go out of his way to talk to Marsha. Nothing against her. He just, he didn't like to bother people. He didn't really know that was Jamal. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to start getting back in the podcast. I actually, there's a couple that I want to do. And I mentioned one of my friends who had just lost his son. That's going to be another one. I want to get Jason on one of them. Uh, maybe even a couple of them. I would like to interview Steve, Stephen Baker one more time and do a proper podcast covering his, his career and everything um, with a little bit of highlights in there. <laughs> oh man, you gotta get out that, you don't get out that, uh, violence gun, huh? You know, she ain't, she, she's ready for you now. She can handle you. She, she's at home now. She's ready. She says she wants that 1v1 smoke, Section 8. Okay. Um, there's going to be a lot more podcasts, though, coming up, you guys. You know, I like it rough. Oh, whoa. Uh, now you're speaking my language. Oh, wow. This guy really good on my stream. I don't want to end it. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of podcasts coming up, though, you guys. There's going to be a lot coming up that uh, I don't even fully know. Um, I'm doing top NFL bust. It's going to be probably my next podcast that I do sports related. And then I'm going to cover the life and death of Bray White. I want to also do, like I said, Owen Hart, which is going to be in, in May, which is coming up soon. It'll be here before we know it. And then I'm going to also start covering certain athletes that, you know, that have recently passed, that have passed away, you know, not so recently, um, I'm going to do a very special one. It's going to cover the British Bulldog because that's one of the wrestlers that was actually asked to be covered. And then another one was another wrestler, uh, Scott Hall, who we kind of kind of covered. I love your beard. So we're going to actually be covering multiple wrestlers. I'll probably get back to doing some other things. Eddie Kane is in here. Thank you, Eddie Kane, for tuning in. But that is actually going to conclude the Jamal Thomas podcast. I want to thank you all for being here. I love you guys. <laughs> he says, here's King Dose. Oh, jeez. Wow, the trolling ain't going in. I really appreciate it all, though. I really do. We had over 20 reactions on a stream that 
I wasn't even expecting anybody to be in here. We were rocking hard pretty much at nine to ten people throughout the whole stream, which is amazing. Um, you guys are phenomenal. I, I really appreciate it. I, every each and every one of you guys coming in. Uh, even even in the streams when there's like hardly anybody in here, it's nice seeing your faces come in. <laughs> so he said, "I know I'm really king, so it's okay." Oh, sheesh. Sheesh, Jay Williams, man. Sheesh, King Uno. Um, but that will conclude this portion of the podcast, you guys. Um, I really can't thank you guys enough for everything you guys do. Like I said, you guys are... <laughs> you guys are amazing. I appreciate all the love and support you guys give me. The next podcast is going to be... Uh, it's going to be a little different. It's going to probably be just as emotional for me. But it's going to be really different. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him here pretty soon. And we're going to set that up. But I'm going to... As I mentioned in the beginning, I'm going to be doing Starkin Gaming's predictions for the playoffs. After the podcast ended with Jamal, the after I did the podcast for Jamal, I should say, I got to talking with my followers and we were talking about NFL predictions and whatnot. Ended up like basically being live for like 30 more minutes after the fact. Um, and we were talking predictions and stuff. I really, I mean, it's tough for me to say that like, you know, this is predictions. This is just what I think is going to happen. What I hope happens kind of sort of for me. Uh, obviously I'm a diehard Lions fan, so I want to see the Lions make it. But, Will I pick the Lions to make it all the way? We'll see. So this week, first matchup we're going to talk about is Houston and Cleveland. I said from the beginning of the season that Houston is that low-key sleep team. I said it in one of my streams that I had. I wish I would have clipped it, but I said that that Houston is going to be that team that people sleep on. I think Houston can beat Cleveland. Now, here's the thing. It's all going to depend on if the offensive line can hold Miles Garrett. If they can hold off, if the offensive line holds its own and gives CJ Stroud the time he needs to get the ball out, then I think Houston wins it. However, if Cleveland's defense prevails, then I think they beat Houston. I'm going to predict that Houston wins, and I'm going to predict it's going to be like a three-point game. Kansas City and Miami. I've often have said that Miami is the best coaching has the best coaching I really like the coaching staff that they have they have a very solid coaching core that's why they're able to make a lot of great defense adjustments and stuff like that they have a very good defensive coaching staff I really like their coaching staff it's young they got a lot of experience on there as well and I look for Miami to actually beat Kansas City with better weaponry with better Receiving core, I think that Miami can actually outduel Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not taking them against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a great, great quarterback in his own right. Uh, but I think Miami wins this one. Buffalo and Pittsburgh, obviously, I have to go with Buffalo. No offense, to Pittsburgh, and it kind of snuck in there. They have a very solid defensive core, but with TJ Watt possibly out, I don't see it happening. Um, I will say this. They had a very 
solid season. And if it ends as it did, then they made the playoffs. I think they have to hold their head up high. Mike Tomlin did a lot with a very low expectancy, I guess you could say. The offense, yes, I, I, I like Pickett. I think he's a great quarterback. Could he be the future? I think he very well could be. But I think Buffalo is just too experienced for them. And I think Buffalo advances. Tampa Bay and Philly. This one's very tough. I like Philadelphia. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a solid quarterback. The offensive line is very good in, in Philly. And I think that's why Philly wins it. I think Philly just is the better team. Tampa Bay, only reason why they are technically ranked higher is because they won their division. But Philly, I think, is a better team. Detroit and the Rams. Now, this is interesting because Matthew Stafford is coming home. He's going to be playing his he's going to be playing his first playoff game in Detroit, <laughs> if you will. Um, it, obviously, not his first playoff game, but it's his first actual playoff game that he's going to be able to play in Detroit because Obviously, Detroit, you know, they've been kind of a down team. Anyway, I think that Detroit's defense is going to hold up. Matt, Matthew Stafford, I really, I really would like to see him win it all again just because of how much respect I have for him as a Lions fan. However, I think this year it's the Lions that are going to win. And I, I'm, I know I'm a little biased, and I do apologize, but I'm a Lions fan, so I got to go with my Lions. Dallas and Green Bay. Green Bay surprised a lot of people, but not me. I thought Jordan Love was a good enough quarterback to be a playoff contender. Now, do I think he's a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so, not with what they have weaponry-wise. Now, if you throw in a few guys that they brought back, Devontae Adams, hypothetically, which I know they're not going to, I think that this team could very well be a Super Bowl contender. But Love is not the guy to lead them to the Super Bowl by himself. He is not Mahomes-like. He is not... Tom Brady, he's not Aaron Rodgers and no disrespect, he's an NFL quarterback he's better than I will ever be but I think Dallas actually wins this, now is it going to be a blowout I think this is actually going to be a blowout because Dallas has a way better defense than people actually believe and Dak Prescott is actually a very good quarterback now Green Bay has a very solid defense and I'm not going to say that they're not playoff worthy, they are playoff worthy now the problem is, is they're they're facing a Dallas team that is hungry. And Dallas very well could be that sleeping team. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. Because I'm going to make a prediction as to who I think could be in the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be... I want it to be the Lions and the Dolphins. Just because, you know, it's two teams that nobody predicted. Or Lions and Texans even. But... I really am not sure of Baltimore. Like, Baltimore is that low-key surprise team for me. Obviously, I don't know if... I I don't I don't want to say this because I'm a diehard Lions fan. I really don't want to say this. But I think the Niners are the best team in the, in the NFC. I think the Niners can win the division. And I think Baltimore can win the AFC. However, I have a surprise feeling in my gut telling me Dolphins are going to win the AFC and the Niners are going to win the NFC. I think the Dolphins are a great formidable team. Are they the best team in the NFL? I don't think so, 
but I think they could very well be a contender for the Super Bowl this year. My personal opinion. Now, next week, I will be doing a short podcast. I might actually record it live, and we'll cover some more sporting events, uh, maybe even cover the actual my playoff predictions. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'm right. Hopefully, I'm right. Hopefully, I'm right. Um, hopefully, you don't use me, though, to try to win money because I'm probably wrong. I think the game of the week, though, I think really is going to be Houston and Cleveland. And I, I'm not saying that because King Uno's, you know, one of my best friends. But I really think that's just going to be a very solid game. Um, but you'd be surprised. It could become a blowout. Both teams have weaponries to make it a blowout. All right, chat. That's it for this podcast. Um, one last thing I want to add is I love you, Jamal. And I miss you. I miss you very much, man. And may you shine down on heaven or look up on me from hell. Either way, I think I think you're proud of me. At least I hope you are. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. I love you guys. This has been your boy, Star King Gaming Presents. And we'll be back with another podcast shortly.